Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, November 28th. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of RCP. And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief, although this morning I'm in California. The sun isn't up yet here, Tom, but it's it was beautiful weather yesterday, and I anticipate more of the same today. Did you have a happy Thanksgiving, Carl? Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving is, Thanksgiving is great. I wasn't on Nantucket like the president, but I had a good time. How about you? We had a very quiet Thanksgiving, which was actually very nice for a change. Usually we have a bunch of people over, and this year we didn't, so it was just us. Did a little turkey trot in the morning, played a little touch football in the afternoon. Well, when you say just us, Tom, you, you have a large family, that's so true. that's still a house, that's that's a house still, full of people. Still a full house. All right, Carl. Um, pretty quiet on the news front. As far as politics goes, there was no polling released over the weekend, there were some stories about, you know, Joe Biden, where he currently stands. He's got headwinds that he's facing. But it seems like, Carl, most of the talk has been around uh, what's been going on with Israel and Hamas and the exchange of prisoners. Finally, finally, after seven weeks, we have a four-day ceasefire implemented over the weekend, which allowed for this exchange of hostages. I think we've now had, as of last count, three batches of hostages, including this one little little girl who uh, the dad, you know, thought initially that she was dead, um, then eventually found out she was alive. So pretty dramatic stuff, though, when you're seeing these hostages getting released. Is that changing any of the dynamic as far as this war is concerned, public opinion, public perception, Carl? I don't know. You know, Tom, the public opinion has been split along generational lines, really. But most Americans are solidly in favor of Israel, at least as it comes in terms of getting their people back and protecting their border, and, and even if they have to destroy Hamas. But this this idea that we can have a ceasefire, you know, to what end and how long, these are these questions are all, all in front of us. But, you know, these hostages, they kidnap women, children, men, non, almost all non-combatants. It's a war crime, and it's something that, you know, I don't, I don't think Hamas should be complimented for doing it. And in terms of the ceasefire, I'm, I'm on a college campus this week, Stanford. You know, there are people who say, you know, you use the word genocide in a kind of an Orwellian way as if that's what Israel wants to do when actually that's what Israel's enemies want to do to, to Israel. But the, you see these hostages come out. I think even the most, you know, kind of woke intersectional leftist says, well, wait a minute, why? They, they stole children. They shot their parents and then took four-year-olds into into Gaza. It, it reminds you of what really happened on October 7th, Tom. Well, this is not news to the pro-Palestinian. I mean, we have seen, and I, I've never seen anything like this, Carl. I mean, we've seen these people tearing down these posters of of the hostages that were, you know, in places like New York City and and other cities around the country, proudly tearing them down, including ones of, of little kids. I've been bothered by that too, but you know, it's a very small minority of people doing that. You you had this terrible shooting in Vermont where these three young Palestinian men, young men, college students, apparently doing nothing but walking down the street. Somebody opens fire on them. They made an arrest in that case. But these isolated cases make maybe make us think the problem is worse than it is. You, you've got to hope and <laughs> most people still have their head on straight, Tom, and recognize a war crime when they see one and, and recognize terrorism when they see it. And also a hate crime when they see it as in Vermont. Uh, we also had yesterday, uh, Carl, and we talked about this last week, the passing of Rosalind Carter, former first lady. They had an appreciation. Her funeral was yesterday. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. I, I was struck by two things, Tom. One is that people, you know, people make them, when, when these 
when people are in the news, like, you know, Betty Ford or Rosalind Carter saying, oh, well, she was a, a really active first lady. And, you know, and I learned this when I covered the White House, all, almost every first lady was, was an activist first lady. Almost every first lady in American history was an enormously important person. Earlier in the country's history, they, they worked through their husbands because that's the way it was expected to be. But even then, they had a tremendous influence. But in later years, they have their own staffs, their own initiatives. They do a lot of work. And it's important to remember, it's an unpaid job and a, in many ways, a thankless job. You know, the AP style we follow, we don't even capitalize first lady. Think of that. And and yet, here's this woman who very much needed her, Rosalind Carter's name needed to be capitalized. And this work she did with mental health was important. There are probably, I don't know, Tom, many people in this country alive and got and leaving healthy productive lives because she helped prioritize mental health in the medical community. The other thing I would say is that Jimmy Carter seems so frail. And I don't know if you caught any of the glimpse of him, but I almost got the feeling that he he's he's two or three years older than her. Right? And I got the feeling he, he was willing himself to stay alive as long as, as long as she needed him to, to make the transition over to the other side. And I, I was thinking this weekend that, you know, how much longer we'll have Jimmy Carter, who I, uh, you have grown to appreciate as a, as a great American story. Mm -hmm. One last subject before we go, Carl, we're keeping it short today. Now that Thanksgiving is over, have you officially transitioned to Christmas? Are you listening to Christmas music? My, my 14 year old turned to me and goes <laughs> on Friday and goes, can we listen to Christmas music now? And there was a big debate in the family, whether that was appropriate or not. Well, it, it, it's a debate this year because Thanksgiving came so early, Tom. So, which happens every few years, Christmas is December, but I will say this, the white house has unveiled it's Christmas. And so uh, I was talking about first ladies, uh, Jill Biden, traditionally the first ladies in charge of White House decorations and the White House theme. The theme this year is magic, wonder, and joy at the White House. And I'll read our listeners uh, a very quick thing from Jill Biden, first lady Jill Biden. And here's what she, well, before I'll read that, the Bidens, they were, they were in Nantucket, but they had 300 volunteers this year. I think it's the high, it's the highest number since that I remember from across the country come to the White House and they execute the first lady's vision. And this one had 98 Christmas trees, 34,000 ornaments, 142,000 lights, uh, and like 15,000 feet of ribbon all over the White Amazing. House. It's something to see. And here's what Jill Biden said was the theme this year for her. Quote, it is a time for our senses to awaken, for each of us to smell the aroma of favorite family recipes, to hear the warmth of a dear friend's voice, to see the glow of lights and decorations, to taste the sweetness of candies and treats, and to feel the quiet stillness and strength of faith. So that's what Jill Biden says is the theme this year. So I guess we are now officially in Christmas season, Tom. It is official. I mean, Black Friday, baby. Did you get your shopping done or no? I, I don't I don't observe that holiday. <laughs> it's not really a holiday. <laughs> anyway. All right. We'll leave it there for this morning. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder, president of RCP. And I'm Carl Cannon, White House Bureau Chief. And this has been the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, November 28th, 2023.